Hallelujah. Welcome everyone to our Wednesday night Bible study. Want to welcome those online, our guests online, and also our members who are watching online. We appreciate you because we know you could have been busy doing other stuff, but you chose to be online with us. And we also want to welcome those of us who are in the house tonight. We appreciate you. Welcome, welcome. We, are, we welcome our pastor and his family back from where they went. Welcome you, sir. Welcome you, ma'am. Ah, we miss you one day, but we miss you. <laughs> Hallelujah. We are going to turn to the word of the Lord right now before we pray. I'm going to just read a few scriptures. A few verses from Psalm 33. Amen. Could you all stand, please? Thank you. Amen. Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for praise is comely for the upright. Praise the Lord with harp. Sing unto him with the psaltery and an instrument of ten strings. Sing unto him a new song, play skillfully with a loud noise. For the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. He loveth righteousness and judgment. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Amen? Amen. And so we are going into prayer. We have a few points that we want to... Uh, before we go into prayer, um, before I say my points, um, I would like to say, those who are online, if you have a prayer request, you can send it into the media team and they will give that to us. And those who are in-house, if you would like someone to pray for you or you would like to make a request, could you raise your hand, please, so we can look around and see all those who need uh, prayer and pray for that person. Amen? So we are going to pray also for souls to be, to be saved. We want the backsliders to return to the house of God. For us to yield ourselves to God so he can mold us into who he wants us to be so we can be a disciple. We can disciple others. And so, and then we're going to pray for the sick. Amen? Amen. Let's, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we worship you. We praise you, Lord. We lift you up. We magnify your holy name, Jesus. You are more than enough, Lord God. Hallelujah. And so as we come before you, we just want to magnify your name, Lord. We want to praise you, Lord God, because you are worthy of our praise. Hallelujah. Oh God, we reverence your holy name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus.
just bless the Lord, oh my soul and all that is within me. Bless his holy name, Lord God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for another opportunity for coming in your presence. Hallelujah. To hear the word of God, Lord God, so we can take heed to your word, Lord, so that we can be molded into who you want us to be, so that we can be disciple makers, Lord God. Hallelujah. Breathe into us, Lord. Wash us and make us clean, creating us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us, Lord God. Lord God, we love you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We worship your holy name, God. Hallelujah. Oh God, we need to see souls coming into your kingdom to be saved, Lord God. Hallelujah. Will you reach out and touch those who are searching, Lord God? Will you leave them to us, Lord God? Are we to them their Father God? In the name of Jesus, bring back the backsliders into your house, we ask of thee, Lord God. Lord God, for we know that you're coming in. It's near their Father God. And so, Lord God, breathe upon them. Touch them, Lord God. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Father God, we pray, dear God, for those who raise their hands tonight. Lord God, you know every need, every situation, dear God. Lord God, you said you supply our needs according to your riches and glory. Hallelujah, Lord God. You know, God, before even we make the request, dear God, you know what we need. And so, God, hallelujah, we place every need at your feet tonight. We pray for the Bible study tonight that your perfect will be done. Breathe upon our pastor, Lord God, that God, you bring forth whatever you have placed in his heart to us, Lord. Hallelujah. Help us to be active listeners, Lord God. Help us, oh God, Lord Jesus, that we'll use your words, Lord God, to walk right and to live right. Lord Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord God, bless every person who is online, Lord God, right now, hallelujah, breathe upon them, Lord God, hallelujah, have your way in this building tonight upon each and every one of us, and help us that when we leave here, we'll be a new preacher, we will change because of your words, hallelujah, hallelujah. Father God, we just want to thank you. Father God, we just want to bless you. Father God, we want to reverence your holy name. Hallelujah. We just want to say thank you, Lord, for all that you have done, what you're doing and what you're about to do. In Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's give a clap unto the Lord. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, let's take a few minutes and just praise Him tonight. Hallelujah. Praise is what I do. Oh, we give you glory and honor tonight, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. The Lord bless you. You may be seated just for a few minutes. Amen. We want to take this time out to welcome everyone into the house of God tonight. Amen. So glad to have everyone in the house of God to praise and to magnify the Lord with us. Amen. Before I get into my notes here, I just want to quickly um, remind us that this week, this Saturday, is our picnic, our church picnic, our annual picnic. So we'd love to see everyone at our picnic this Saturday. And Sunday is our friends and family Sunday. So we want you to invite all your friends, all your family to be a part of our uh, friends and family service. Amen. Amen. Our picnic is an annual event that we have. We always look forward for the privilege and the opportunity where we can get together, where we can fellowship, play games, you know, eat past a special jerk chicken, you know, all that good stuff that happened on the grill. Amen. I mean, in fact, the pastor was bragging that his chicken was already seasoned for over weeks, so it's going to be real good. Amen. So, amen. I'm looking forward to getting some jerk chicken. It's always a good time to fellowship and worship the Lord. Amen. Praise God. But it's an honor for me to be here this evening. I want to greet, of course, our host pastor, Pastor Wyatt. Welcome back. So glad you're here. Amen. He said he went to perform the Lord's work. He didn't go on vacation, which we understand. But whenever you're missing, you're missing. So we give honor to where honor is due. Amen. And we're so glad to have you back in the house of God with us tonight. Amen. I also want to give a special shout out to Sister Cole. Amen. Oh, Pastor, she preached uh, Sunday morning. Amen. She ministered the word of God. Sister Cole, God bless you. Amen. Continue to minister. Continue to do what the Lord called you to do. Amen. We greatly appreciate Sister Cole. Amen. And her daughter and the family for being with us. We're so honored to have you in our uh, present. You know, this is your home, away from home. And we're honored to have you each time you're here in, uh, in New Jersey to be a part of us. We're really honored. And I want to greet everyone tonight in the mighty name of Jesus, our ministers. Amen. Every past. Every saints and friends and family, we greet you all, our online congregation, we greet you all in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Indeed, it's an honor for me to stand here tonight to, to speak to us tonight. Amen. Whatever the Lord have in store tonight, I want to share a word to you tonight. Amen. So I'm going to invite you one more time to stand with us. Amen. Amen. We're going to... Um, we're going to read a, a, a scripture from Psalms 89, verse 34, from the King James Version. Psalms 89, verse 34. If you have your Bible, you can look on the meter, the screen behind me. Amen for the scripture. Amen. If you have it, you can say amen. Amen. Still searching. Amen. It's on the overhead. Amen. Uh, Psalms 89, verse 34. My covenant will I not break. And I want to pause there for just a second before I continue reading the verse there. We hear the term all the time about a covenant. And a covenant, for most of us, it's an uh, agreement between two persons, two parties for the most part. Um, in order for make it to be illegal, 
or to make it official, so to speak, um, we have what is known, or known as a covenant. So whenever we sign a legal document between one or more parties, then that document became legal, if you please. So continue on this covenant. He said, I will not break. It's easy for you to see a covenant and sign off on a covenant in writing. But it said, nor altered. On the other end, it's easy for you to make a, a, a commitment to someone and you can alter it. You can change your mind if you please. He said, uh, the things that is gone out of my lips. Just bow your heads for uh, a few minutes here. Father God, we love you. We thank you one more time, Lord God, where we come before your throne, Lord God. We honor you, Lord God. We humbly come before you, present one more time, and we say thanks. We thank you, Lord God, for the privilege that you have given unto us. We thank you for everyone that is in the house tonight, Lord God. We ask you, Lord God, that you'll open every heart and every mind, O oh God. We ask you, Lord God, that you'll speak to us individually and collectively, Lord God. Let there be a clarification. Let there be an understanding. Oh God, I pray that as your word go forth tonight, Lord God, you'll use me as your vessel, Lord God. Father God, I pray, Lord God, that the word I speak tonight, I speak not of myself, but of you, Lord God, that give me the strength, oh God, and the words to utter tonight, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that you will bless every heart and every mind tonight, Lord God. Give us, Lord God, direction tonight. Continue to bless this congregation. Continue to use us for your glory. Help us to be what you call us to be in the time and the hour that we're living in, knowing that it's high time, knowing that our salvation is is nearer than when we first believe. And Father God, we ask you to keep us. Help us, Lord God, to be ready that when the trumpet sound, we'll be ready to make heaven our home. We'll be ready to make in the rapture, Lord God. We truly thank you, Lord God, for this privilege and opportunity. Oh God, you help us, Lord God, to be here and we're grateful, Lord God. Oh God, as the scripture said, in everything, give thanks. We thank you, Lord God, for the good things. We thank you for the things that are not so good, oh God. We thank you for for working in our lives, Lord God. We, we thank you for making ways when there seems to be no ways. For hoping up doors that no man can shut, Lord God. You are the first and the last. You are the one that we adore. You are the one that we worship. Father God, we honor you tonight. We ask your will to be done. Not my will, oh God, but your will be done. Oh God, move upon us like never before, Lord. We come with our self deal. We ask all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said amen. Come on, everybody said amen. Everybody said amen. Come on, give the Lord a round of applause, everybody. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. The Lord bless you. You may be seated. Amen. I want to leave a topic with us tonight. The promises of God. Um, There was one more announcement that I want to make, but that's all right. I just, I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> it just came to my mind. I was like, whoops. Um, the promises of God. Amen. Uh, looking up for the definition of the word promises. Um, the declaration goes, uh, a declaration or assurance that 
one will do a particular thing, that a particular thing will happen. Uh, there's also another one which I do like, which is um, give good grounds for expecting a particular uh, assurance or situation. Um, Eleven weeks ago, Pastor finished the course, Making Disciples, and, and I can't stop but reflect back to Making Disciples, because, you know, so many times we hear the words go forth, and, um, you know, we take things for granted so many times, we hear the word, and the, the last uh, topic that he, um, that he spoke on uh, last week, um, I think it was, where do we go next, or what do we do next? Um, so you, you, you think of everything that has, you know, compiling and the way the words are ministered. And uh, I'm looking on the word there and the second definition for uh, promises. And it said, uh, a good ground. He had laid the foundation. The fa- foundation has laid. We can't say we didn't get instruction of how to do what we need to do. We are going to be all accountable. For the things that we heard and didn't do nothing about it. And a lot of times I find myself uh, in the place where I'm saying, I know, Lord, that I'm not doing enough. I need to do more than what I'm doing. And I'm sure if I take a census with all of us here tonight, everyone can agree to that term that you're not doing enough. You're doing your best to do what you can, but you're still not doing enough. We're not going to beat you with a hammer and say you need to do more. Or we're going to chain you to the door and say, if you don't do no more or do more, we're going to keep you there. We're not going to do that to you. But what we hear is to encourage you that we need to do a little bit more. Promise, the promises of God are yes. And amen. For all the promises of God in him are yes. And in him, amen. To the glory of God through us. And you can find that in 2 Corinthians 1 verse 20. The question is asked. Does God keep his promises I'm sure, again, taking out the census, all of us can uh, aware to that and say, yes, God keep his promises. There may be some doubters that may say, you know, I shouldn't be suffering the way I'm suffering. God didn't bring us this far to let us go through what we're going through. But remember, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, oh, the Lord love it. He chased it. He chastised. You know, so when, when, when we, 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 we put ourselves in a place where we said, um, are we doing enough? Do we need to do more? Does God keep his promise? Have you ever broken a promise to someone? Has anyone ever broken a promise to you? It happened to all of us. Broken promises come in many shapes and sizes. They can be for one of the most disappointing and hurtful aspect of our relationship with others. You ever think that you always, someone make a promise to you and they didn't keep their words? 
And you say, why would that person do that to me? You know, we're so close to each other. And he did that to me. I, he was the last person I'm expecting to do that thing to me. And you, you, you feel disappointed. You feel hurt. But, you, you know, what keeps you going is because of the relationship and the rapport that you have with the God that you serve. Amen. So promises, we're going to make promises and we're going to break promises. But it's not, oh, we, 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 we go about not loving the person because they break that promise. But it's, oh, we love that person because of they making that mistake and break that promise that they make to us. Amen. However, there is one who never disappoints us in this way. God is all-powerful and all-knowing. He is able to perform and complete every word he speaks. God always keeps his promises. There is a quote from um, Corey Ten Boone. Uh, he said, uh, I have experienced its present in the deepest and darkest hell that men can create it. I have tested the promises of the Bible. And believe me, you can count on them. In Numbers 23, verses 19 and 20, in uh, Numbers 23, 19 and 20, it said, God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Had he said it, and shall not he not do it? Or had he spoken, and he shall not make it good? Verse 20, Behold, I have received a commandment to bless, and I bless and cannot reverse it. When you make something, when God decides to do something with you, He's going to bless you. God's not going to break whatever commitment. He's not going to reverse it. His yea are going to be yea, and His nay are going to be yea, nay. Amen. Because God's not going to reverse what He said. You know, I'm thinking um, eight, eight, over eight years ago since we started out on this journey, I wasn't here when, when, when Pastor had the, had the dream or the vision when the Lord led him into in town in Hamilton Square to, to start a Bible study. I came in on the, kind of at the edge of the beginning enough when he started out. And, but if he, if he did not obey the voice of God and obey what God is speaking to him and said to him, we wouldn't be here today. But you know something, and, and I, you know, I always say to pastor, you know, um, you know, he's a man just like me, but the lever and the love of respect that I have for this man, you know, it goes beyond all measure, more than I can imagine and think. Because I've seen this man sacrifice and do things that us in our day-to-day living in our lives, we're not going to sacrifice and do the things that we say we want to do. So, you know, I commend pastor, you know, kudos, continue to do what the Lord bless you to do. We're here. We can look back. You know, Sister Coley made mention of it on uh, Sunday while she was preaching. And we can say, look what the Lord has done. From where he brought us from to where we are. We have all right to praise him. We have all right to give him all the glory. 
It's not giving pastor the glory, but give God the glory. Because of the good things that he has done for us. He's the one that make it possible. When everyone, the naysayers and the daughters, said, no, there's no way. God have a plan for all of us. God have a plan. And this is why we have to take accountable and make sure we can do what the Lord called us to be. And support the men of God. Amen. As, as a side note, in uh, 2 Timothy uh, 3, I jot this down in my notes here. I was reading in, the, in, in 2 uh, uh, Timothy 3, um, verse, verse 2, I think, but this was in the Amplified Version. So, so I, I, I think it was a few weeks ago, we were home, myself and my wife, we were home, and we were watching Spelling Bee. So we were watching Spelling Bee, and while we were there in the kitchen watching Spelling Bee, and there was this, um, this, this young man from India that had won the Spelling Bee Championship. And uh, I can relate to that because a few weeks later, the, 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 the Prime Minister from India was in Washington. Now, you have some people on the left saying, why are you... Oh, you know, making a home for this man. You got people on the right saying, this man shouldn't be here. This man don't need to be in our country because this man don't stand up for human rights, if you please. But so, you know, while I was driving and I was listening on the radio and he was saying, you know, uh, you know, uh, he was saying, I'm thankful to be in America, you know. And he was saying, not only that we're good in spelling bee because somebody from India just won the spelling bee championship, but we're good in technology and everything else. So he was going on and he's saying what he has to say. And then, you know, while he was saying that, I was listening to him and he was going on giving a speech and everybody, hooray, shall give him a man, you know, clap and everything. Um, because, you know, what's been happening, what's going on in our world today with, you know, with wars and different places, um, you know, uh, the Bible tells us about in the last days there will be a perilous time wars and rumors of war we see what's going on in 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 uh israel amen israel just withdrew the other day you know war going on you got uh war going on with what's going on with ukraine and russia so so america is here standing like a mediator in between whose side am i should be on but with the same token even though you stand for one side you still want to be neutral you can't so much, you may send your arms and your support to one country, but with the same token, you have to be careful of how much you invest in that country. So as we're going on, so the word came to me, this word came to me, so, and I saw it in Second uh, Timothy 3, verse 2 in the Amplify. Um, uh, it, it, it's narcissist, narcissistic. Uh, you know, you can call it whatever, narcissistic. So, 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 so the first thing I tried to do, a couple of things I tried to do. So the first thing I tried to do, Pastor, was try to spell the word. So, because I remember spelling bee. So it's N-A-R-C-I-S-S-I-S-T-I-C. So I said, huh. So when I, when I did that first thing, then I said, okay, what's the defini- definition of that? So it's either in love with oneself or self-loving or, or uh, obsessed with something. So the other word that I see was narcissism. So again, here I again. You, you got to do it. You got to do it. So I said, okay, it's N-A-R, 
C-I-S-S-I-S-M. So I said, yeah, I got it. So I looked to make sure I got both right. So I said, okay, look up for the definition of Nordicism. And it said, a self-centered and organistic person. So, so the thought came to me and said, I'm so glad we are Christ-centered. Because when you are Christ-centered, oh my God, you can move mountain. When you stand on the foundation of God, you're going to be Christ-centered. And in this church, we are Christ-centered church. Because everything that we do, it's all about Him. It's not about us, it's about Jesus. And we're so glad that we are part of what God is, is doing in this hour. The Bible let us know in 2 Corinthians 3.16, it said, All scriptures is given by the inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and instruction in righteousness. Verse 17 said that the man of God may perfectly, thoroughly furnish unto all good works. In the Amplified Version, you know, I always try and get all these different uh, version that I tried to compare and look for different verses. It said in the Amplified Version, the same chapter, same verse. It said, all scripture is God-breathed, given by divine inspiration. And it's profitable for instruction, for conviction of sins, for correction of errors and restoration to the obedience, for training in righteousness. Learning to live comfortably uh, to God's both publicly and privately. Behaving honorable with personal integrity and moral courage. In verse 17 it says, So that the man of God may be complete and proficient, outfitted, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Again, the question is asked, does God always keep his promises? One of the ways that we can know that God is a promise keeper is by taking a look at the life of people of faith who gone before us. Let's take a look at a few of the promises God had made to his people in the past. The first person I want to talk briefly about is Noah. God kept his promise with Noah. The Bible says that Noah was the only righteous man of his time. The world had become so evil and violent that all humanity had become corrupt. Can you imagine being the only person on earth walking rightly in the Lord? I cannot. How difficult that must have been. Just imagine. God made us. Remember the Bible said we are royalty. It said we are a royal priesthood. Can we be perfect? A lot of work we're going to have to work to be perfect. In order to be like God, there's a lot of things we have to do to get it right. But it said Noah was the only person back in that time who was righteous. God told Noah that is going to destroy every living thing on the earth in a flood. The Bible let us to know in Genesis chapter 9 verse 6 through 17. Uh, Genesis chapter 9 verse 6 through 17. It said, 
Whosoever sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed. For in the image of God made he man. And you be, and you be ye fruitful and multiply. Bring forth abundantly in the hurt and multiply therein. And God spake unto Noah and to his son with him, saying, Verse 9, And I beheld, behold, I establish my covenant with you, and you, are, and you with your seed after you. Verse 10, he said, And when every living creature that is with you, of the fowl of the, fowl and of the cattle, and of every beast of the herd with you, from all that go out of the heart to every beast of the herd, in verse 11 it said, And I will establish my covenant with you. Neither shall all flesh be cut off more for by the water of a flood. Neither shall there be any more be a flood to destroy the earth. Verse 12 said, And God said, This is the token of a covenant which I made between me and you and every living creature that is with you. He said, For... Uh, Perpetually generation. Uh, verse 13. I did set my bow in the cloud. It shall be for a token of covenant between me and the herd. And it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the herd. That the bow shall be seen in the cloud. And I remember my covenant which is between me. And you and every creature of the flesh. And the water shall not no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. Verse 16 it said, And the bow shall be in the cloud. And I will look upon it. That I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of the flesh that is upon the earth. And the last verse said, uh, verse 17, And God said unto Noah, This is the token of my covenant which I establish between me and the flesh that is upon the earth. Just to summarize the passage of scripture, the verses of scripture, um, you know, with God making this covenant with Noah, he said he would put a bow, and each time you see that bow, you know, a rainbow, if you please, um, he said, this is just going to be a remembrance, that a promise that I made, you know, to you now and to every creature. That I will not destroy this earth with water anymore. You know, just the other day, we, we, we see, you know, what happened with um, the, the, the sub, sub, uh, submersive. Um, Sub something. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we see the depth of that water. Just, just imagine. And oftentimes, you know, going on cruise, you see, you know, you're out in the deep. I said, man, all you're surrounded by, Brother D, is just water. There's no light nowhere unless there's another ship in the ocean. You can't see nothing. You just see water. Nothing, Pastor. Are you saying, man, this is amazing. 
And you, you're thinking that, you know, the depth of the, the Titanic, that song over 100 years ago when it sank, um, somewhere there about. And, uh, you know, it was over 1,500 people that killed on that boat. And you're saying, man, these things happen. And when God said he will not destroy the earth with water anymore, you're thinking of that, oh, that water just coming and just taking you by force. I mean, there's no way that you can run. Or no way you can hide. Because it's going to come for you, regardless of where you are. Amen? But God kept his promise. God promised to supply all our needs. The Bible led us to know in Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, it said, All of my needs. It said, God promised that he will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. The Bible promised wisdom and guidance. Wisdom is one of God's promise. It is in the Bible, James 1 verse 5. It said, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gave it to all liberally and without reproof, it will be given to him. So if there are certain things that you just do because you want to do, maybe because you're lacking something, you know what you're lacking. I don't need to tell you that you're lacking wisdom, but if you conduct yourself in a certain manner, you got to know that if the person that you're trying to win, remember the Bible said, he that winneth soul is wise. So if you want to make disciple and you want to go out there to witness to someone, first of all, you're not going to go down the street and say, yo, yo, what's up, bro? You know, you're not going to approach him that way. You're going to say, good evening, sir, or good evening, ma'am. Because that may be the right approach for that person. Others may go down and it may be a buddy of his and say, hey, John, how are you today, man? Good to see you, man. Listen, you know, I, I'd like to invite you to church, you know what I mean? Um, I know you're the hard-working guy. I know you're a man, you're a family man. You always look out for your family and you try to do the right things. But listen, you can't just be working, working, working and you have no time for God. Because at the end of the day, when you keep working, I have no time for God. All that you're working is going to be in vain. When God is in the equation, when God is in the midst of what you're doing, then you can say yes. You can take a break. You can make sure that God is helping you to process what you're trying to process. Amen. So if you lack wisdom, ask God and God will give you wisdom. Another person, another man I want to talk is about Abraham. Abraham, for the promise to be fulfilled, Abraham was promised and hears through his wife Sarah. Despite his old age. The period of waiting lasts for 25 years. Sarah did eventually give birth to Isaac. And the Lord did to Sarah as he had promised. Now this man Abe was, I think was a 75 year old at the time. Yeah, he was 75 year old. Somewhere there about. Um, so, his wife, Sarah didn't have a child so, you know, I'm sure he's trying to have a child, but he was like, you know, I'm too old for this thing. This is not for me anymore. My days are over. But listen, there's nothing too hard for God. God can do anything. God make the impossible possible. God is the one that do things that no man can do. Amen. 
So the Bible led us to know in Isaiah chapter 4, they said, They that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. He said, they, they shall mount up with wings as an eager. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So when you wait upon the Lord, don't be in a haste at all times. If you're trying to do something, I, I, I remember a few years ago, about five, six years ago, we were, you know, um, we, we, we did a, our, our taxes with our, our accountant that we have. You know, some of you may already hear the story, but I, I see it, you know, as a side note. Uh, so my accountant at the time said to me, um, looking over my paperwork, he said, um, Man, you're supposed to pay 10% of your income to God. But when you look at the paperwork, it's saying you're paying 20%. 30? So, thank you for my wife. 30. So, he said we were paying 30%. We, we are commanded to give 10% of our earning to the Lord. The Lord don't ask much of us. But here we are paying 30% of our taxes. So we pay and we continue to pay. I'm like, you know, I'm not going to take it back from God. You know what I'm going to do? You know, it's unto the Lord. You know, you bless the Lord, you give it unto the Lord, the Lord will bless you more than you can imagine or think. So while he prepared the tax and do everything he has to do, then I think it was the same year, the following year, we did our taxes. Then we, 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 got, uh, we have to pay back tax. I think it was about almost $40,000. He said, man, you got to pay back $40,000 to the IRS. I said, huh? We don't have that kind of money. But we did. Why? Because we trust God. Because we serve in a God that is able to do exceedingly. Abundantly above that which we ask or think. May God open up doors and make way when he say you have to pay back the government, you know, $35,000, $40,000. I'm like, you know, I don't see. But God opened the doors. We give unto Caesar what is his and make sure God gets what it was his. You know, because God gets his 30%, so I'm sure he's going to make a way so that I can repay what I need to repay. So, you know, sometimes, you know, we are as saints and we are contributing towards the tithe. And you may hear, you know, give 10% of your tithe. Let me just break it down in a layman terms. You know, tithing, so, so before I get to that, so... I always develop this, this strategy. I mean, it works so great for me. So if I get $100, I don't use the penny until I paid my tithes on it. Because God get the first 10. Uh, not, not only that, so I, I get my little change in my pocket. So I put it aside. I keep it. And when it's time for me to go to church, then I count up my little stash. And then uh, I say, okay, God, this is yours. And then this is mine. So when, when, when I do that, man, I... I, w- I was blown out of the water in, the, in, in, in terms that, you know, you give God the first thing. If you make $1,000, it's only blessed or right for you to give $100 to the Lord. If you make $100, it's only fear or right for you to give $10 to the Lord. Because you're giving the first tenth unto the Lord. The Lord will bless you more than you can imagine or think. You work in five figures, six figures, and you're giving a dollar to the Lord. No way. God will look at you and say, where you come from? You, you, you got to give. Because the Bible said, to whom more is given, much is required. So when God bless you, you have to make sure you can put yourself to be blessed by the Lord. Amen. And that's the only way we can be blessed. 
I live by that. I believe it only with my heart. I preach it. I speak it. I do it. And God pay, God make ways when there was no way. When, when the Bible talks about is never seen, is righteous, forsaken, or seeds go beg bread. When you do the right things, God's not going to make you go out there and beg bread. God's going to make a way when there seems to be no way. God's going to open the doors that no man can shut. Because he's the one that created us. He knows what we need. And he's not going to give us more than he knows we need. Amen. Another Bible uh, person in the Bible, Daniel. Daniel delayed answered. In Daniel chapter 9, verse 1 through 9, it said, We see God's faithful servant, Daniel, praying fervently for help, charity and understanding, clarity and understanding. At first, nothing seems to be happening. But after 21 days passed, Daniel received his answer. Remarkable, Daniel, in chapter, in Daniel 10, verse 1 to 12, it revealed that the Lord heard Daniel prior and sent an answer the same day. But the forces of darkness fought against, uh, against God's angelic messenger. Satan delayed the answer, but he could not deny it. The story reminds us that while you wait, Satan is fighting uh, your breakthrough at every turn. But true, he may hold it up for a little while. He cannot stop what is, God, what is for you. Because the songwriter says, what God has for you is for you. The final uh, one I want to talk about, the Bible character, is I want to talk about the woman with the issue of blood. We have heard about the story many times in Mark chapter 5, verse 21 through 34. We read about a woman who had been bleeding for 12 long years. Can, can you imagine she exhausted all her financial resources uh, trying to find a cure? But after all uh, the disappointment, she didn't give up hope. The tenuous woman... Exercise her faith and pass her way through the crowd to get to Jesus. Man, when you determine that you need something, you're going to do what it takes to get to what you need. You're not going to want a miracle and just expect to stay there and expect a miracle to come to you. You're going to have to make your way. You're going to have to press. You know, I want to press. I'm going to press through the crowd even if I have to knock some people over. I want to get there because why? I know if I get to the, the front, I will get my blessing. She pressed her way through. In Deuteronomy chapter 23, verses 23 to uh, 20 to 23, and this is in the uh, CEV version, which is the contemporary English version, it said, Secret promises to the Lord. Moses said, The people of Israel. If you make a sacred promise to give a gift to the Lord, then do it as soon as you can. If the Lord has to come looking for the gift you promise, you will be guilty of breaking that promise. On the other hand, if you never make a sacred promise, you cannot be guilty of breaking it. You must keep whatever promises you make to the Lord. 
After all you are one chose make, you, after all, you are the one to choose to make that promise. So if you make the promise to someone, keep the promise. The question is asked, what are your promises to God? Will you continue to keep your promises? There's an old song that we used to sing back in the days. Uh, it said, no, never, never alone. He said, he promised never to leave me. Never to leave me alone. In fact, I'm going to try to sing it. Say, no, never alone. No, never alone. He promised ever to leave me. Never to leave me alone. No, never alone. No, never alone. He promised never to leave me. Never to leave me alone. That's the promise he made to us. And I'm praying that all of us are making the same promises to the Lord to never to leave you nor forsake you. He also made another promise in John 14. He said, let not your heart be troubled. Either believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house, there are many mansions. If it was not so, I would have not told you. I'm going to prepare a place for you that where he is, we may be also. He said that where he is, he made that promise for us. He says, going to prepare the place for us. And it's just for us to make sure once he's ready to call us home, we can go to that place that he has prepared for us. Amen. 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 God bless you all in Jesus' name. Come on, Bishop. <laughs> Come on, let's stand and give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your goodness. Lord, we thank you for your word tonight. Great is your faithfulness. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Lord, we bless your name. Lord, help us to keep our promises first that we make to you and then what we make to each other. Help us, almighty God, to keep the promises of God. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. I will add this to uh, what Brother Scarlett said this evening. When he started out earlier, he says that um, I want to do more. I used to say that too, I want to do more. And the longer I live for God, I realize it's not more I want to do. It's I want to be effective. I want to come in alignment with God's purpose for me. Because that's 
the ultimate. Because we can do a lot and still be out of the will of God. We can wear ourselves out trying to do a whole lot of stuff. That's not God's intent. God's intent for us is to discover what his purpose is for us. And we come in alignment with him. And you will see it, which you have experienced it to some extent. When you come in alignment with God's purpose, things seem a whole lot easier. As a matter of fact, that's sometimes what give, get men of God and women of God to go sideways because they came in alignment with God and they experienced the power of God and what God was doing. And later on down the road, they forgot that they had come in alignment with God and it was God and not them. That's how we get a little sideways because we come in alignment with God. God does what he do. And we felt like, whoa, I'm powerful now. It's always about him. Amen. Thank you, Brother Scarlett. So good to have you uh, minister to us tonight. I appreciate you. I appreciate all of our ministers and um, all the family of God in the house of the Lord. So just before we close out, I want to remind you that this Saturday is our annual picnic. And rain or shine, we will be there because we have a canopy. And so we will be out there. The grills are still going. Nothing is going to stop us. Um, so we'll be there. So whether you see a little bit of rain or lots of rain, we're there. And uh, we want you to come out. We want you to bring your friends and your family and your neighbors, your coworkers. Because don't forget, the picnic is still about us having fellowship, but us still being a witness, allowing our light to shine. I've, I've said before, many times people haven't seen us in that kind of, you know, way or that kind of environment where we're just hanging out, playing games, having fun. Most of the times people have seen us, they see us in the house of God, and that's a different kind of environment that we're in, and we're doing something different. So invite someone out, bring someone out. Uh, we'll have some good fun, and uh, we'll enjoy ourselves. And don't forget... Um, please see my wife or Sister Kitty to let them know what you will bring. We need to know it. If you got to text them, we need to know it by tomorrow because what we don't have, we need to pick up from the store, and Saturday is right around the corner. So let them know what you can bring, um, and that way we can organize um, all the food uh, that we need to have out there. And then Sunday, um, well, Saturday we will be there from 12 to 4, yeah, maybe an hour or two before that, and maybe an hour after that, but those are the main time from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. If you want to enjoy yourself, play games, and eat good, that's the time you want to be there. Uh, Sunday, we're having our friends and family uh, day. After service, we will have some food off the grill Sunday, and um, that will be also just for you to enjoy, no money, no strings attached, just come on and invite your friends, your family, and tell them, come to your church Sunday, we'll feed them after church, they can even get their food on the go, amen, they can eat their hamburgers or hot dog in the car while they're going home, so tell them to come and be a part of what God is doing this Sunday as well, friends and family, so I look forward to all of that, um, and, and God will surely uh, meet us and we'll have a great time uh, Saturday 
and Sunday. If you have any questions, again, see Sister Kitty, you can see me, um, see my wife, uh, Brother Ethan, Brother Bradley, a few of us, you can see us, and we will help you out. But let's have a great time um, this uh, Saturday and Friday. Amen. Any questions? All good? You'll just have some fellowship and some conversations afterward? All right. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for your word tonight. We thank you for the man of God. We thank you for him and his family and for what you're doing in their life. We pray, almighty God, that your hand will continue to be upon him, upon his family, that the blessings will continue to flow, that you will continue to open doors and you will use them mightily and miraculously. We thank you for this church. We thank you for all your provision for the men and women of God that sacrifice and give themselves and give of their finances and give of their service, Lord God. I thank you for them. I pray that you will continue to bless them, strengthen them, give them the help and the strength that they need and the provision, Lord God, that they need for their family, O oh God. We pray that you'll continue to do a great work in this church. Father, we look forward to Sunday. We look forward to Saturday. For Lord, we're looking to you to do great things among us and in our midst. I pray for souls to come and hear, souls to come and be in our presence where we can love on them, where we can be the example, Lord God, where we can instruct them in the word of God. Will you have your way, oh God, in the midst of us gathering together, Lord? We love you, Jesus, and we thank you for all that you are doing. For, Lord, we will continue to give you the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. We pray and ask you these things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Can we all say amen? Amen. God bless you. Don't forget, Brother Henry at the basket, building fun. The man of God talked about giving tonight, so give. God bless you.